0: Hello, and welcome to Customer Marketing Catch-Up. This time, I'm going to be talking to Colette Johnson about the importance of customer references for marketing and customer marketing teams. For now, though, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Influitive. This podcast is brought to you by Influitive, the world's number one customer marketing and advocacy platform designed to supercharge customer engagement and deliver social proof at scale. From referrals and references to reviews and video testimonials, Influitive does it all. Close more deals all with a customer-first approach through Influitive. Hello, Colette. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. Hi, Eve. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing very good, thank you. And thank you for joining us on the CMA podcast. Thank you for inviting me. It's quite exciting, actually. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah, awesome. Good to hear. Um, So first off, what we normally do is we normally start with a little bit of background, a little bit of history about who you are and what your job is now and uh, how you came to become uh, a consultant.
1: So- yeah so I've worked in marketing oh goodness show my age here for 20 years um started in the days actually as markets analyst so really exciting spent my life in front of spreadsheets which wasn't very fun and then I sort of slowly moved into more user-led marketing which was really exciting talking to customers understanding what customers needed and that was really like a big breakthrough in me and in my into my marketing career actually and then um, <laughs> I'm sure people at this podcast are going, like, oh boo, she's the enemy, she's product marketing oh. but I ended up going to a product <laughs> marketing track and um, it's interesting, before actually in the UK it was even called product marketing, we didn't really have a title we were just marketers and that was a big thing for us and then one of the things that was interesting to me is I've always talked to customers. I've always been on the facing end of customers and thinking about actually that customer. So it's really interesting actually now this involvement of customer marketing because it's always been part of what I've done. Mm-hmm. And actually one of the things that, you know, as I sort of moved out of that sp- Moved out of product marketing. Well, I'm still in product marketing, really. But you know, I've worked with other organisations. Is actually that customer marketing and product marketing are coming together because actually the importance of the customer at the centre of things. So actually, it's really exciting for me. And there's probably lots of customer marketers now going, "Boo, it's not together," but we are. <laughs> we all care about the customer. And really, you know, one of the things that I do, you know, moving into consultant is I just love fixing problems and. I love being at the center of things and that's really what got me there. You know, I'm a marketer who, when it's just plain and boring and the the day-to-day happens, I'm bored. I like to go in, fix things. And one of the things that I really care about is that customer, what that customer wants. And really helping organizations put their customers first. Because I think if you do get that right, everything else comes into place. And for me, that's been a really big thing in my career, you know, where I've seen great success is always thinking about that customer. And that's that's really been a whistle-stop tour of Colette. (laughs) awesome well thank you very much um
0: and so you you mentioned briefly about how in product marketing and customer marketing the customer and what they want um is always the priority and kind of what comes first and it's a, that's a really good um i think uh definition of what of what these two different marketing teams do um and i think another point is um voice of the customer where you get customer voices in front of potential customers in front of existing customers and one of the ways that you do that is through references and so I wanted to kind of ask you about your experience of references and how important they are in terms of creating that connection between your marketing teams and your customers.
1: Yeah I think You had a really good point, actually. There's a big conversation going on at the moment in terms of references, and I think they're really important, actually. You know, you mentioned voice of the customer, and obviously references always start at that end of voice of the customer. So whether we're testing a product with them and understanding how they use things, understanding where products might be developed, understanding what they do and don't like. You know, when we launch a piece of software and we put a new feature in, what's happening there? And ultimately what we're doing with those customers at that point in voice of the customer is we're building, we're right at the front end of building those advocates, okay? And that's where those references become really, really strong because what we're doing is we are getting that customer to put their name to our product. And actually the reference is the really start of the advocacy, you know, we're right at that minutiae of getting somebody on board with brand and how they link. Now those references become really important as we see them. I think actually some teams don't put the value on them that they need, but you think this is the start of that journey. Somebody's willing to put their name to your product. Somebody's willing to talk about your product.
0: Yeah.
1: And those references are really good. You know, when I've worked in market verticals and things like that, having references that I my sales team can reference, that we can go out and actually put customers in contact with other people where we've had focus groups. It might be something that you're just using in your marketing collateral. But there really are that start of bringing somebody in to really coming on that journey. Because what happens with a reference? Somebody likes you, they give you a reference, they build up they might give you a referral. What happens when they get that referral? They might become a friend of your brand and then they become an advocate. So for me, they're really, really important. And it gives someone that central point. And I think when you think about references, sorry, I could go on about this Eve forever. So, you know, you'll have to stop me in a no, moment. No, it's all fascinating. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> I think what you have to think about is when you think about that references, you might have a customer in a niche area or they might be talking about a niche feature on your product or something small, but somebody else is going to use that. And so actually what you have to think about is, When you're looking at references, I think where people undervalue them is people are after these top level message, you know, references, which is, you know, this piece of software changed my world and it gave me 50 times return on investment. We all want that. But also what you've got to have is a bank of these references. So when you're doing like for like or you're pushing very particular campaigns or talking to customers, cross sell, upsell, having this bank is really important. And I think it's actually it's this it's for me what makes good long term advocacy programs and organizations, because it's if you imagine you've got seeds and you're throwing the seeds out and some of those seeds will start becoming little seedlings and that's what references are is you're throwing that seed out and then you're hoping that some start sprouting and once you get that that's where that nurture comes in so for me they're very very important it's it can feel a lot of work but you have to think about what comes at the end of it
0: yeah so um that definitely covers um how important they are um in terms of prospective customers but then also through the ability to convert people um into advocates um and approaching existing customers into advocates um so would you say that um in terms of the impact that references make they're very important for not only prospective customers but also existing ones as well
1: Yeah I think they are and I think we undervalue at the moment in the industry how important they are for existing customers but I think they're really key it's about customers thinking about you know how have I used something am I going to implement something differently do I want to use this technology in a different way or this product yeah also the thing is is about if you think that your organization very few organizations are one product companies so somebody might have brought your data protection piece of software. And then they might want to go into, you know, use another part of the solution in your organisation. And what you might need that reference for is to help them understand how they can use that or show how somebody else has gone on that journey. So really for that post-purchase journey and that post-purchase nurture, those references are really important because it's very, I think, very naive of us to think that somebody is just going to come along, buy our product, and all of a sudden, they're just going to want to keep at it okay yeah. they they still need that reference they still have to sell internally even though they're on our brand that's difficult but you want to help them in that journey or the other way that I've seen it used really good in terms of post-purchase is when people are trying to get people to use more of the product so from customer marketing perspective trying to open up more of their sort of features functions because if you think when somebody buys a product it's generally for about 40 percent of that product's functionality so what you're doing with those references is trying to get people to use different parts of those products and show them and help them explore and this is post all of the onboarding and that customer success journey so one of the things you're trying to do is get them to look at that I suppose that embedding down into your brand and product and I think that's really key for where we use it post-purchase and I think when we're not using those you know I can imagine now lots of you are thinking, oh, I'm using them pre-purchase. Go and look at those references that you have and think about how many of those could be beneficial post-purchase. And I can guarantee most of you listening will find a serious amount of those will be useful. And think about how you could use them in your campaigns or helping people use more product or, you know, helping people expand into your products and solution areas across your business. And think you could map that quite easily in your head of how much of that is beneficial
0: yeah, so it's a very good tool for not only pre-purchase but cross- selling, upselling, and then turning loyal customers into you know repeat purchases and then eventually advocates as well. So I guess my next question would be kind of how would you go about um asking customers for references what What would be the best way to to do that?
1: I think there's different ways that you can do it. So I think for some people. You may know them really well. You may know those customers. You know, many of you listening to this as customer marketers will have those relationships and you can go and ask for those references quite simply. However, it's not a very easy thing to do if you've got cold customers or customers you've not engaged with well. It's very difficult to pick up the phone to someone or pop someone an email saying, can you give us a reference? So the other thing you can do is, um, a very good colleague of mine, Rosanna, who I used to work with, did a phenomenal campaign. And I'm going to name drop her because she is excellent. And um, she did a really good one where she actually did my favorite feature. And people would talk about their features and talk about the feature that they liked on a product. And I really, I thought it was a fantastically in, intuitive campaign by her because what she did, she's a phenomenal customer marketer. She's now a product marketer. She's come to the dark side. Um, but what she did there was she was actually subtly collecting references so people talking about features how they'd use things how they'd implemented things and then what she did is um, just run a little competition just people just won like you know some branded t-shirts and hoodies you know can't remember exactly what it was but what happened then is she could go back to those people and say is it okay if we use this as a reference would be okay if we use the this comment and these and she ended up I think within the space of a few weeks getting 60 fresh references for post-purchase. Wow. And it led to some significant sales, it led to some significant cross-sell, upsell, people using, people were bundled buying bundle products and actually using different products in the bundle they hadn't used before because of this piece of work. Actually, the other thing that led to was strong case studies build up of relationships and one of the things she did i thought was really fantastic was she helped build relationships with people who maybe we weren't that connected to who maybe weren't and i you know friends programs and things like that so that's been a really good campaign and again i feel like i'm talking a lot about rosanna and not my own work here but she is <laughs> a brilliant. she did the same thing again where she went out to customers and we did um a Gartner peer insights um campaign, which was a really good campaign, which one of the things that she did there was um, talk about actually just saying to people, actually, you know, using some of those comments is, would you give us references here? And so what we were doing is we knew that getting on, particularly because we had a big enterprise campaign, was to do that. So she was also using that to stem people to go and give um, feedback on these sort of more, you know, I suppose, objective platforms like Garden Peer Insights and things like that. So those kind of programs are really, really good where you go and do something, you are gathering to people, so you're allowing people to feed into you. And I think that's really good because they're feeding in with objectivity. And I think that's something you really need to think about when you're gathering these kind of references, is actually thinking about what's that objectivity, because what you don't want to look like is that, you know, there's a lot of things we talk about at the moment. I was having a conversation with this somebody the other day about, you know, giving people, you know, a £20 Amazon voucher for giving you feedback and things like that. Now, what happens is is that doesn't show objectivity in my mind. It's, you know, it's based on somebody receiving something. So how open and honest somebody's going to be can be questionable. It can be also questioned by... Third parties reading those references. So, I think what you need to do is do something that means that you're getting feedback in an objective way. People can be open, and then you can use that in objective manners. And you can do it in lots of different ways. You know, you can run social media campaigns, you know, talking about, you know, if you were in healthcare, you know, my favorite healthcare feature, you could do stuff on LinkedIn, you know, lots of different things you can do. Like if you've got event stands, get people. I saw someone do this actually recently where they'd actually I love it fill in a card my favorite thing I love a bit of pen and paper and they just had this box where people were posting things in the other one that I've seen really nicely is people doing slido campaigns at events so using slido people putting in their comments and then you can go back to them what I would say there is when you're doing these kind of campaigns is the openness for permissions because you have to make sure you've got permission for somebody to use their name or their job title or their organization. And you just need to cross-check with that them that it's okay to name drop their organization. What I have seen people do um, in the past is do this, and then I've known organizations, you know, where they've had to pull lots of comments because they don't have the right sign off. I think when you don't have that, what you want to think about in terms of that reference is what's going to look credible to the person reading it. I saw something the other day and it really niggled me where somebody was doing customer references and they just put the person's name. in. so, you know, it would have been like Colette Johnson architect. Well, what does that mean? What kind of organization am I from? What kind of sector? What kind of size? Because people want to see like for light. Like. So I think when you can't get some of those details, I think the other thing you need to think about is, What shows that this is a benefit to the reader? So when you're doing referencing, always think about the reader at the other side. What are they seeing? What are they thinking? What are we helping them do? Is it help them move on to a new piece of technology? Is it opening up this technology for a different market vertical that they work in? Is this about allowing them to grow? Is this building into our brand? One of the things that I normally do in our customer references. Sorry, long answer to a short question, but I'm on a roll here. Is also what I do is I will have um, documents where I break them up. So these are healthcare. This is this sector. This is data privacy. This is for SMEs. This is for enterprises. And I've got them all broken down. So when I'm using them with different teams and campaigns, or cross-selling, or our renewals teams are working with them, I will just be able to say, right, these will help you in here, and these will help you in there. And so think about that when you're breaking them down because it gives more purpose and it gives more value in that reference as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds that's really helpful. Um. Because it, it, I think from from what you've said, one of the biggest points for references is to make sure that it's relevant for your company size, the customers that you're going to be approaching, you know, what types of industries they, they're in and that kind of thing. Um, and I, so kind of along a similar um, similar thread that we've kind of touched on briefly already is When collecting those references, what are the biggest pitfalls that companies often fall into when it comes to collecting these types of customer references?
1: Yeah, there's a few pitfalls actually people do when they are collecting these type of references is I think a couple of things is... I've seen this happen quite a few times actually. Oh, it makes me, I'm going to try not rant here. Okay. Is people who <laughs> write a reference and then ask someone if they'll put their name by it. Please don't do that. It's oh. very clear. And I've seen this happen a few times. And I think it's one of those things where, it's very clear that that's not from those people and you know it's something i know that's easy it can seem easy but it's definitely not the right thing to do and i've seen that far too frequently actually when people are just a bit stressed and panicked so just if somebody in your team ever asks you to do that it's just not the right thing to do i think the other thing you need to think about when you're collecting these references is people will even your most expert customers will say well what's it for what you want me to write how many words all of these things so if you're doing things like that just think about that setup also think about how it's going to be used a lot of people will ask you how it's used so sign up from their company can vary significantly so you know if you just say it's going to be on the website or we're just going to use it for this it will depend on what level they need to rise it up to in their organization so that's a really important one to think about um also just making sure that you let people know when they go live making sure that you have represented them well because one of the things I do see people do when they're seeing customer references and we've all had this someone will write you one sentence and you're like oh my goodness what can I do with this someone will write you a novel right and then you go I oh, know I need to cut this back yeah now what I think it's like when you look at I always think of this do you know when you look at a film and you just see great dot 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 best film ever what somebody's <laughs> Which is actually where the critique is and where the reference is valuable, right? And the same happens with products. People will cut the quote and the reference to what they want, and you know, because they can't use these big references. But think about when you're doing that, what is the purpose of that, and what's somebody going to get out of it? There is a website, I'm not going to mention it because um, I might get in trouble, Um, but there is a product company, and I'm sure some of you probably do know this on here, but if you look every reference that they have and you'll see this on lots of websites when you see it you'll just think oh, i'm trying to say oh excellent product great you know all these things and you'll see some companies that will just use that and it does look like these little reviews on a dvd box and mm. i think one of the things is is it doesn't tell me anything like it doesn't give me any value to why i should use the product and particularly if you're doing this in post-purchase people because what they want to think about is you want them to build up on your brand so i think if you are going to cut content out is really think about what's the meaningful things to cut out also ask the question is why am I cutting this out there's a really interesting one sometimes you're going we don't like that it's a bit neutral it's not super positive well there's nothing wrong with neutrality there's also nothing wrong with negativity in referencing as well so actually some of the best referencing programs I've worked with Actually, somebody will say, oh, these features are great, but this feature isn't great if you're an SME. Now, SMEs need to know that it doesn't matter about yourself because what you're saying to someone is, I'm giving you an honest 360 reference in here and feedback from our product. Now, I think people value people like that because you're saying that we're honest, it's not perfect, it's not for everyone, okay? So mm-hmm. think about when you are making those cuts, what to do. I think it's also thinking about with people, giving them clear timelines, giving them deadlines, um, or if you the other thing I would think about actually is when you're using references as well, sometimes you might just intend to use it for a, a website, you might put it on a page. And then over time, the other thing that you might do is you might start using it elsewhere. Now I worked in an organization a while ago and I took over a solution area and there's loads of customer references. And I said, um, can I just have the details of these customer references? Because I need to get back to these customers. And they weren't stored anywhere nobody knew where they come from nobody knew how they'd come from oh and i was like okay i was like well, we have to go back because we have no intended permissions here of where this is used and actually i don't know if we're misrepresenting anyone and we one of the things we found out is that lots of these things haven't got permission yeah. And it's really problematic, and we couldn't use them anywhere. And so, it's also thinking about that traceability that people will move. So, also when you, someone's saying yes, you can use that reference, is I just make sure it's in writing from an email in somebody. Like if somebody yeah. said on the phone yes, you can use it, I always say look, can you just drop me that in an email? Because somebody in a company higher up might come to you in a different department and say you've got my company's name on your website, you've got no right to do that, remove it now. If you've got an email that you say, look, we've got this email, we've got those permissions here, they still might ask you to remove it, but traceability is really important. So permissions, again, Mm -hmm. when you're going in for references are really, really important. And just thinking about how much detail you really need to give. The more detail you're asking of that person and their organisation, the harder it is to get that approval too. Yeah. But also remember that people do have the right to have their information retracted. So it's those things as well. So also for traceability, know where you've got that reference and that person used as well. Because when in the times that I've had to remove it, only two times, it's been a nightmare going, where on earth is this used? And manual trawling is not yeah. a very dumb job. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's I think it's important to remember that that references um are not only a way to represent your product to other customers through the voice of the customer but also in the act of collecting those references it reflects on your company as well
1: yeah and i think also you've got to think about that reflection on company because some references could be as simple as a quote some references could be that somebody wants a reference from somebody who wants to talk to somebody and you need to know who's available to talk to and things like that. So, you know, yes, I'm talking about very simplistic thing here of using those references on, you know, written copy, but also Mm -hmm. somebody might want a reference in terms of, I need a reference in terms of talking to somebody. So that traceability becomes even more important at that point. And I've had that where we've looked at purchases. So we've been looking at enterprise purchase and that customer said, we need some references from your customers, so we've given them what you know the references that we've collected. Yeah, and then they've said, "Actually, we need to talk to these references now." So again, when you've got traceability, if you've got a big enterprise customer asking you that question, you absolutely <laughs> need to know that you've got that reference correct. So it's those things as yeah. well that you need to think about too. So all these things become really important because there's nothing worse than going to a loyal customer. I don't know. Don't, actually, you can't talk to let because i can't actually find the contact details i don't know how to get hold of her and she's moved on from the company so it's all about this brand reputation so you know even though the reference may start at a quote it can end at a customer needing a call with somebody so that's the other thing you've got to think about is the longevity and the ways in which that reference is used and some customers will say to you look i don't want to talk to people i'm very happy to say how i've used this give you know use my case study for reference but I'm, I am I haven't got time to talk to these people. So again, it's that kind of traceability need to understand how far that customer is willing to go as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, references obviously have a lot of impact in terms of the customer and the way that they're represented, but also how you and your company are represented. Um, in terms of using references, I think the traditional um, assumed way that references are used will be in terms of promoting uh, your product on social media, in different types of campaigns. It's a, look, this is how great we are. This is how we've helped people do this. This is how our product can be tailored to these different things. Um, However, what about um, in terms of internally or what other ways outside of representing the voice of the customer can references then be used?
1: Oh, I think they're endless. Okay, yeah. Eve, hold on to the <laughs> long answer. So I they can be used in so many different ways. I've used references to educate teams, so to help them with sales enablement, thinking about how the customer talks. Mm-hmm. I've used them in terms of when we enter new market segments, so to allow someone to understand the customer. So when I've done voice of the customer work, I have actually, so when I worked in healthcare, this was honestly one of the best pieces of work we ever did, is I was working with people with respiratory conditions. And yep. um I'm with medical professionals. And I actually brought I did a voice of the customer session in terms of customer referencing to the team, to yes. the sales team that were going to work with it, to the marketers that were using it, to the product team, and allowed that basically it was a live referencing session and it was really powerful because people nice. go well, now. I know what we're doing. So it can be that thing when you've got new products, new technology, new kind of customer base. I actually use that referencing internally and you can run it like I did, like a session. You could bring it to life and do a bit of a presentation or think about the ways you could use it i've used it for video presentations and stuff before so that mm-hmm. people really understand that three-dimensional aspect of how you're working and working with the customer i went to a session recently actually i'll talk to you about this is a very powerful referencing and it was i will say it moved me and i don't say anyone who knows me listening to this knows that's not that's <laughs> a hard thing to do um, what had happened is they got this they working with this new customer base and yeah. it was for medical mm. and um, they started the referencing and they started this panel like, like me and you were just chatting now Eve yeah. and everyone was like can't hear the sound, can't hear the sound can't hear the sound and you can imagine what a million people on Zoom are like what's wrong with the sound <laughs> and, um, and what they said is the sound just turned on and they said that's what it's like for our customers who can't hear and it was the most powerful thing wow. I've ever and they and they were referencing all this thing through and they were saying, so it was about accessibility in tech and mm. saying actually, it was actually about videos, saying, actually, people on videos can't hear. So if you're not putting subtitles and things like that, yet, this is the experience that they're having. And it, it came back from a piece of referencing work they were doing on accessibility in this business. And it was absolutely fantastic. And so I think you can do things like that to really push the message to people internally. I think also in terms of referencing internally, you can think about You know, there's lots of ways you can use it internally and thinking about building advocacy programs. I use referencing to go into product teams and say, Luke, this is what's come up. This is what they like. This is what they don't. This is how we can use this positioning. I think also thinking about it in terms of brand as well. You know, most of you will be part of brand surveys that are probably going out to customers once or twice a year. So thinking about that thing as well, thinking about, you know, How do people feel about the brand? What are we doing in terms of referencing? How are we getting people to engage with the brand? So that building brand. So one of the things you see referencing used a lot for internally is when you're elevating brand. So I see a lot of people go to that as they go to um, elevation of brand to premium brand. So using it internally, referencing, talking, and conversations. Because I think it's much stronger when you talk, even in terms of the business. When I go into businesses and people say, oh, we do this, we do this, I do this, I do the other. When you turn that voice and think about this when you're in your business, our customers think this, our customers do that. All of a sudden, what you're using is that reference to flip the business into this customer focused business. and That's when things become incredibly powerful. And so one of those things you might think about is listen to the people that you're using. When I do presentations, every presentation I do, it drives people crazy. Reference the customers, use customer references, push that in because that is validating what you're doing that's validating where you're going you're thinking about the person at the other side so it can also help you if as part of your customer marketing i seen quite a lot of you probably doing this that are listening is pushing that organization to customer focused referencing is a really good way to use it i also use it when i'm trying to pitch in for a bit more marketing budget so my customers think this yep. we need to do this or we need to do this project we've got these references coming back actually I don't think the plan for next quarter is quite right because this has come back from this piece of campaign work. The fabulous Rosanna, who I mentioned earlier, she, she that's what she did, said actually the feedback's come back, we need to change the next quarter because actually this has come back and we need to do this now. And so actually use it for intelligent pivots in your marketing strategy and plan because those things aren't fixed. And if your customers are telling you something, then you need to use that in a way that's going to work to intelligently help you also with that referencing if you're doing something like you know your favorite feature you might want to actually next quarter let's build on this internally and build this you know build out a website to have this referencing build out some of our content to have more referencing you might turn around and say actually I know that there's a lot of external facing but actually thinking about educating internally so some of you might have internal blogs that are company only that for you and the employees use that to educate people so think about the journey you're taking somebody on because I think companies become the best they can when everyone thinks about that customer. And I'm a big advocate of this. You know, I will be the person that will argue you to the ground if you do not side with the customer, you know, because that's always been my job and everyone listening, that will be your job. So what you want to do is educate people who that person is and referencing is a really good way because there's nothing stronger than somebody else's voice bringing that message home. And it does frustrate me. Sometimes I've tried to, you know, get messages into people's heads and it hasn't worked. The moment I've started to pull some of that referencing word that I've done and use that, it's really helped because people go, oh yeah, okay, I see what you mean now. And it's that evidence base. Evidence doesn't have to be numerical data or numbers we've crunched, crunched. but what it can be is it can be that collation of data, including this referencing that says, this is what our customers need. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's
0: it's it's wonderful how, how important that the references are to internal teams and things like that because it does kind of at least from the way that you've spoken about it it does seem like references can almost be seen as a very cyclical mm-hmm. piece of work for customer marketers for anyone who's using references because collecting customer references are not only going to be good for marketing but when you use them internally um, I think there are a good proof that um, your company are also listening to the customers and actually acting on the customers, which is one of the big things of actually becoming properly customer
1: centric, for sure. I agree, now I will say. <laughs> another. I've got a lot of niggles on this subject, Eve, but you know, <laughs> you look at companies, I it really frustrates me when a company has the same quotes on there for two years. It's not yeah. relevant. Those references aren't relevant. I see lots of things where we see that lack of relevance and I, I always say this to people. I talk to customers every week. I'm sure my customers are like, just stop talking to me, Claire. But I talk to lots of people because I think it's about the relevance. And it is a cyclical process of this. You should be doing these conversations, getting these references all the time, refreshing them, update them, make them relevant. Because also, if someone's going to come into your website or, you know, you've got a customer at the moment who's post-purchase, they're using one product. They might be thinking of widening into your solution area or using a different solution area and they're trying to convince people and particularly if you think about enterprise where you might have 12 15 buyers involved you know it can take a long time yeah if i go to a website and think about yourselves as this and you look and you see the same references and you're like oh what's good you know what do i think you're stale you don't care about the customer you're not thinking about me you know i've been in companies where people are using you know for cross-selling you know they've used the same three references in all six pieces of material and i'm like This looks like you've got no customers and no experience in this. So I think the cyclical element is really important. You need to keep refreshing them. You need to keep updating them. Also thinking about the formats in which you're updating as well. So it's not just a written one. You might do video testimonial, very easy things to do at the moment. Hmm. You might do more case studies. You might do round tables with that customer as the reference, helping people think about implementation of tech or things like that. So thinking about that intuitiveness as well, but it's that cyclical nature that you talk about, Eva, is really important. It's keep it fresh. Those programs never stop. They should be running all the time. They're what I call my Friday afternoon tasks. And A, I just like getting the feel of the customer. I can't help myself. But B, it's keeping your content fresh as well, because if you have to keep going and say, one quarter, we're just going to do this, It becomes a mammoth task. You're doing it all the time. It just becomes part of your day-to-day. I also think it keeps your ear to the ground and notices that subtlety and change as well, which becomes important when you talk about that internalisation of these things in terms of business and development of business as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, And so,
0: well, to conclude, although um, we've only got a couple of minutes left, do you have a favourite story about when you helped... Let's say a client of yours with their customer references.
1: Yes, I do have my favourite story. <laughs> um, I've got lots of favourite stories, but this is my favourite one. So, yeah, I was working with a product few um, years ago. This product was about sixteen years old, mm-hmm. and we uh, a very serious piece of competitor displacement work with the fabulous yeah. Rosanna. Sorry, I feel like she's my little sidekick. She's not <laughs> really and nor is she paying me to name drop her. But she was. we, were work, we used to work together very, very well. And um, we were doing this big piece of competitor displacement work. And we were trying to displace a very big competitor in enterprise, large clients, very difficult piece of work. And what we did is we gathered some customer references and realized that the references we got in terms of video and quote weren't strong enough. Um, particularly when you're trying to move enterprise quick very difficult yeah. so we decided to do these lunch and learn so get the customer reference around the table with key customers so they could ask questions we didn't allow anyone in from the business none of the sales team who were absolutely melting down quite a lot of these people were cross-sell and up as well so we had pre pre-purchase and post-purchase people in the room Yeah, And we allowed the reference to do Q&A, so what was it like to implement, what were the niggles, we didn't warn those people at all as they were going in, these references, we just said, are you happy to do a lunch and learn with these people and talk to them about product, answer the questions in the way you want, don't worry if you are talking negatively about us, and that led to, so one of those sessions had seven people around the table, four people converted within three weeks of that customer reference wow and those customers that were at the ice table talked about the good the bad and the ugly of our product it wasn't just positive they talked about implementing they talked about their comparing competitors they displaced to us talked about what their concerns were talked about how that worked most powerful piece of work i've ever done and we ran that for six months yeah we ran it on different product areas different customers different size customers we made sure the reference was replicative so if you were in financial services or you were enterprise or we made sure there was light for light match light for light you know did a bit of pre-work and all that cost us was an hour and a half of our day and uber eats lunch for people involved that was it that's all it cost us and the benefit was phenomenal and it showed to me the value of them references had we not had that would we've converted those people i'm not quite i'm not certain actually because yeah. it was those people and they would they cited that lunch and learn of converting. All of those customers were six-figure-plus customers. And That's it was cool. absolutely phenomenal. And it shows the value of referencing used correctly in the right way when you understand that you've got the right segment and the right people. If you've never done it before, I honestly recommend it. And if you want people to turn up, all you have to do is get them a Starbucks and a croissant and they're yours. <laughs> but it's because you are not using your own voice, somebody else is... And those people, some of those people, we'd only recognised three weeks before and said, would you be happy to do this for us? So they weren't advocates, they weren't friends of, you know, they were just basic references that we had recognised through referencing programmes. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much for sitting down with me, Colette. This has been absolutely invaluable. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Eve. I'm going to have to now sit and talk to my cat and share the rest of my insights because I'm literally (laughs) bubbling like a bottle of pop here with excitement. And thank you so much for letting me talk about something I'm so passionate about. Awesome, yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Eve. Bye.